we only know what we're interested in based on what we're exposed to. And that's why I love a career assessment because it can expose you to so many jobs at once. Welcome to the 100 Year Lifestyle Podcast, dedicated to you and your loved ones living at 100% for 100 years and beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Plaster. Welcome everybody to our 100 Year Lifestyle Podcast. Yes, we are transforming health and longevity worldwide. And we're gonna talk about college today. Going back to the old days, for those of you that were there a long time ago or last month or last year, but a lot of young people trying to figure this out. And we have an expert to talk to today, Lori Genevish from My Ideal College, local favorite, local friend. Hey, Lori, thank you for joining us. Hey, thank you for inviting me. I'm excited. So is college going to be here next year? What do you think? I mean, they're closing down football season in some of these <laughs> crazy places. I'm for going to college and no masks and everybody healthy and everybody studying for their future. What are we going to do? And what are these young kids and parents going to do? Yeah, I got to tell you, I was crying a little bit today because we're at, we are season football ticket holders. We found out today our college is going to have football, which I think is a good decision, but you know, I'm grieving a little bit. Um, but yeah, obviously college is going to be there. You know, this whole situation is temporary. We just got to get through it. Uh, I do think there's going to be lots of changes that I think more virtual learning is going to be offered than ever before, you know, which may not be a bad thing. Maybe it'll offset costs if you go virtual versus going into school. Also, from what I'm hearing is that it, if you put it in relation to real estate, that's become a buyer's market, that the colleges are going to need students more than that. So hopefully, you know, if there was a college your kids could get into before, maybe they will easier in the future. So yeah, so it'll be there. It's just, we just got to navigate through this and get past it. Well, that was a great start to navigation, some great tips and insights right off the bat. And so before we get into the meat of all of this or the veggies for the vegans out there, how did you get started in this ideal college and why do you call it my ideal college? I spent 20 years in corporate learning development, and let me tell you how I got there. So in high school, I was like, okay, you know, and in high school, it's like you go to college. That's just an automatic. You do that after high school. So I'm like, okay, well, I know I need to go to college to get a degree to help me for my career. I knew that much. So I was like, what do I want to major in? What, or what do I want my career to be? I was like, well, you know, I love the water. And a job that had me in the water a lot and made good money, that's the job for me. So marine biologist. And I was like, oh, that's it. That's what I want to do. And like when I make a decision, I go all in. And I actually went to school that specialized in marine biology. And then I got there, I was like, oh, there's a lot of math required for marine biology. I don't like math. I don't want to do this as much as I thought. So like many students, you know, do I drop out? Do I change my major? I changed my major to a nice broad degree, communications, not knowing what I was going to do. Then I decided I wanted to be a fundraiser because I'm cause motivated. And not only do they raise money, but they get to plan parties. So I thought, that's what I want to do. Plan parties, help people. And I actually did that for four years after college. And I was successful at it, but I hated it. I hated every, I would come home just drained every day. And I was 24 years old with a college degree, living at home because fundraisers didn't make a lot of money. 
not knowing what I was going to do with my life. And my dad said, look, I know a career counselor. Why don't you go see her? And I thought, why not? Because right now I think I'm destined for a career in working at the mall. And that's not what I wanted for myself. And in working with her, she said, you know, we narrowed it down to I should consider a career in training development. And I did. And I loved it. And I loved every aspect of it. And I loved it so much I got promoted left and right. Long story short, very successful career in training and development, had young kids, knew I wanted to help kids as well. And I decided to start my ideal college because the assessment I use for kids, I do use a career assessment, I use incorporations, and they have a really robust career piece that is great for kids. So that's how I got into it. Why I call it my ideal college is because what's ideal for one person may not be ideal for another. A four-year degree might be, you know, you definitely don't want to go to a doctor unless they've had all the schooling that they've had, that they're supposed to have. There's a lot of trade jobs that people are very happy, have much nicer homes than mine, making a lot of money. Or there's some jobs now you don't even need a college degree. So many people get into student debt because they get on the wrong path. And I want to get everyone on the right path. So student debt is a thing of the past. So important. Some of the things that you said, and your path was interesting, different than mine, important path, because it was your journey, your ideal college, certainly different than mine. And everybody does have their own unique path. I was fortunate. I What I did was I saw somebody who helped me and I like that that person was happy in their job, watched them, went back over and over again and said, you know what, I could be happy doing that too. Wow. And they also made a good living. How important, because you said this at the end of of your journey where you found your path, that Mm -hmm. you found something that you felt like you could be happy doing for a long time. And with a hundred year lifestyle, if you're going to live longer than you ever thought, you certainly want to live happily and healthily. How important do you find happiness is if you can help a kid or a young person find a path that would make them happy and also be a good career, how important is that in the equation? Well, actually, research shows that if your job contains 75% what you naturally like to do, you'll be three times more successful. You know, in any job, there's going to be tasks you're not going to like. But if they are the majority of tasks, then you're going to hate it. So it's about finding those jobs that you know you will have a certain level of enjoyment and you know what you're not going to enjoy and then you can either decide not that career or decide you're going to overcome it. Great. And so you, these parents, especially now, and these kids, especially now, they are completely and totally overwhelmed. They, so many of them, I see them, I talk to them in our practice, our local practice. We have a lot of families that come in and, you know, we talk to them because we care about them. We do a lot of lifestyle care, wellness care. They're great people. Mm-hmm. And, and they look like when it comes to, when I ask the kids, so what do you think you're going to do for college? And when I ask the parents, it's like looking at a deer with headlights coming at them. They really <laughs> are freaking out. So how do you guide them? Yeah. So uh, what I do, I, the, the main foundation is I start off with the assessment because I can quickly get a student from, I don't know what I want to do to exact careers, like from welder to biochemist, 
to chiropractor, to an elementary school teacher, to a plumber, all these different jobs. We only know what we're interested in based on what we're exposed to. And that's why I love a career assessment because it can expose you to so many jobs at once. The right career assessment. I was just gonna um, ask you, so are some career assessments better than others? Yeah, they are. A lot of, you know, a career assessment that's like, oh, you should work in computers or you should be in the arts. Let's think about it. With computers, you could sell them. You could do graphic design on them. You could code them. I mean, that's too broad of a statement. And each job has its own traits that make people successful. So the actual assessment I use, every job in there has been benchmarked by people in those roles people that have been successful, the mid-performers, and also the low-performers. You get a real true picture of what, what it takes to be in a job and do you have the natural strengths. And also behavioral. So like the, there, and there's a lot out there. There's Harris assessment's a behavioral assessment versus a personality assessment. Because personality, you really can't change, but you can choose to change behavior. You can choose to take more initiative. You can choose to have more self-motivation. I could have chosen to enjoy math more if I really wanted to be a brain biologist, but it's just not something I wanted to do. Finding those careers that focus on behaviors and get real specific. And so we, I do that with a student. And then, you know, a lot of parents say, oh, you help kids find their passion. And I say, I help find their passion with reason. Okay, we look at what does the assessment say Say you should have. All right, now let's go look at the salary. Is the salary going to be there? Or are you going to have to have two jobs? What's the job outlook? Are there going to be jobs out there? Or are you going to have to live in Alaska in order to get this job? Yeah, opportunities is a big part. I mean, not just are you passionate about it, but are there going to be opportunities? Like typewriter development is not probably a good job. <laughs> <Yeah. opportunity. laughs> exactly. But, you know, and you bring up a point we're talking about COVID. Like I'm working with one student now where airline pilot actually came very high. And they're like, well, I don't know if I want to do that. And I was like, it will come back. You got to look at what jobs will come back this is a temporary thing. After that, I help them network. I help find them people to network with in those careers because research shows that kids that have at least one internship in college are more likely to be more successful. And so learning that networking early is important. And then if their career path is an actual college, I help them figure, help them and the parents figure out the cost based on, you know, there's, there might be many schools that have that one major, what are the other factors, location, cost, all that, and I can help narrow down that decision for them. And I market to parents because parents are the ones paying for this. Consistently, kids tell me, they're like, oh my gosh, you made this so easy. One student recently told me, they're like, I can use the process you taught me for any career I come up with in the future. You know, in looking at this, I said, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's a, I think I think it's good that people understand and learn how to navigate life. Mm -hmm. I think that is a skill that is so important. You know, we learn math. We don't necessarily learn how to navigate life in a career related to math or the job market or how to find a job or how to choose a career. And so yes. the navigation piece of it is so important. And I'm, I'm just curious, are there common mistakes that parents make? Yes, a couple I can think of. One there's parents that, uh, like, I want them to go to UGA. I even had a parent like this last year. 
and said, you know, well, Laurie, I want you to work with my student, but they're going to, to UGA. That's, I'm putting all my money and efforts into that. And I said, okay, where are they going to major in? I don't care. Once they get in there, they'll figure it out. They'll be influenced by their friends anyway. I said, okay, let's stop and think about this. Their friends are going to influence them on either easy classes or they're either going to influence them and say, gosh, if you get a degree, you're guaranteed a million-dollar job in so many years. You know, do you really want your friends influencing you on that? He was still just, I'm like, you know what, that's great. I, I actually declined that potential client because I, I, I want clients who really are open to whatever the child, because it's all about them being happy. And if they're happy, they'll move out of the house and you can start your retirement. <laughs> so I, on a side note with that story, the parents called me a few months later and said, Laurie, he didn't get to UGA. What do we do? So you need to be open to opportunities. Um, also, and I can say this because I did this myself with my own. So I actually have a rising senior in high school. And a couple years ago, before I had him take the assessment, I was like, gosh, I could see you either as a cook because you love cooking so much or you're so good with kids. I could see you as a teacher. So I, I just thought I knew for sure what he was going to score high in. He scored really low for cook and teacher. And I said, wow. And he said, mom, just because I'm good at it doesn't mean I want to do it as a job every wow. day. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I teach. You know, just because you're good at something doesn't necessarily mean you want to do it as a job every day. It could drain you every day, like fundraising did for me. Don't assume you know your child and don't pressure them into a certain path because that's what you want for them and you think that's what best they are all each individual kids so yeah interesting you know all three of our kids became chiropractors people say to me well dr plasco did you like brainwash them or something <laughs> to make them want to be did you put subliminal recordings underneath their pillows while they <laughs> like, no i did not do that in fact just the opposite was true i said I told them, I said, listen, you do this for you. Don't do this for me. Because if you do it for me, you'll be a pain in the ass for the next 30 years. So <laughs> they ended up they ended up choosing it for themselves. And now they're, they're doing well. They have their own practices. And so I think what you're saying is, is really important and really valid. And kids today, there's a lot of concern that a lot of these young kids, and I spend a lot of time talking to kids. I give lectures to kids, keynote speeches for people that are considering becoming chiropractors, doctors, nutritionists to, at like oh, University. Wow. And I travel and speak all over the country. And so I am very passionate about this subject. And when they're in a critical time of making a decision, uh, I find that taking a kid's head out of like, I just got to get into college and getting them to really look at their life. Like, mm -hmm. how do they want to live their life? Mm -hmm. How important is that from your perspective as we begin to wind down a little bit here? How important is that from your perspective? And how do you get younger people to get motivated like that to look to the future with vision? This might be a good story. So uh, actually, I worked with, with a student a couple years ago, and the mom reached out to me and she said, look, I know my son is not made for college but I don't know how to help him. He's depressed because all his friends are like, oh, I'm going to UGA and I'm going to do this, or I'm going to go to you know, University of Tennessee and do this. It just depressed him. And in working with him, we did find that when he stopped and looked at it and saw his options, and he actually 
decided welding, that welding would be good for him. Then he, when he realized that he, he's like, you mean I could be making money while my kid, my friends are still in school and I could be making this much? And I said, yeah, you have that possibility. And so it just gave him that motivation that he didn't have before because he had a path, he had a purpose. So like with anything, and as I said, when I work with these kids, they're like, I know my path now, you know, so if you can just get them started and give them a little hope. Also, when I work with them, I give them motivation because through the assessment I use, there's a report called Your Gray Strengths. And I always start with that. I don't even start with the careers yet. I start with their gray strengths and talk, show them like, God, you are really good at this. Can you give me a time when you did this? Like, well, yeah, when I did that, that, you know, so it really pumps them up and makes them want to know more. And on a side note, I tell them, I teach them how to use that report to help them in interviews and college essays. So, yeah, so it's just really important expose kids to different things find find them what gives them their spark and help them nurture it and help them also look at though are they going to make money is a job going to be out there if it's something they really want to pursue yeah and uh and you know one other thought that i had which i think is really true for a lot of young people that actually was true for you and it was kind of true for me is that again long-term thinking about if you are going to live longer than you ever thought and that there is that opportunity that you might not necessarily be stuck in the same career. There are second acts, we call them, and third acts and fourth acts. And just Mm -hmm. because you get on a path like what happened to you, if you get on a good path and the right path, it'll lead you down a path. Even if it winds a little bit, it will lead you to places where you can always be happy and always be doing well because you get on a path and not necessarily be stuck but right. the path leads to a journey that can be super duper fulfilling. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, because well, because of my corporate trained background, I know about the assessment, hairs assessments that I love and I just think so valuable. And I think because of my instructional design with training, teaching process and such, that's why, you know, when I get kids that say, gosh, this is so easy, you made it simple process. So yeah, from my past experiences, it's actually helping me uh, with with this business. And I'm able to apply what I learned there to here. So yeah, because for me, you know, why I decide, you know, I did love corporate train development, you know, I had two small kids at the time, and didn't want the commute, didn't want, I wanted hours of my own. And so that, that's what started. Yeah. So life changes are definitely going to impact what you want to do next. Awesome. Well, uh, so insightful and listen, no fear, everybody, the world is going to continue to change. It's going to evolve. hundred year old people have lived through multiple pandemics, multiple epidemics, multiple wars, multiple stock market crashes, multiple everything. And you're still here, so move forward in faith. Lori, so excited that we got to spend this time. How can people reach you if they have questions about finding their ideal college and helping their children, their kids, their teenagers navigate this path? Yeah, so my website is myidealcollege.org. That's myidealcollege.org. On there, you can learn more about what I do. You can also click to schedule some free time with me. I offer 15 to 30 minutes of my time just to answer your questions and to to help get you on the right path. So that would be the best way you can call me. I'm at 678-761-3550. Again, 678 
761-3550. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you for being with us again, everybody. Uh, Dr. Eric Plasker here. And remember, your 100 is coming. You make the call. Lori, thanks again. Appreciate you so much. Until next time, Dr. Eric Plasker signing out. Thank you so much for joining us on the 100-Year Lifestyle Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have topics that you want us to cover, people you want us to interview, maybe you have some stories that you want to share, stories of yourself, loved ones, people in your life, we would love to hear from you and share your story. Please email us at my100 at 100yearlifestyle.com. And remember, nobody wants to get to 100 or even 50, 60, or 70 for that matter crippled, broke, and alone. So please share the 100-Year Lifestyle, all of our podcasts, social media pages, website with your family, friends, and coworkers so they can take this journey with you. And until next time, adjust your lifestyle. Live your best life today and every day on the road to a sensational century.